Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the What With Friends podcast. What? Okay, we are recording slightly early this week, because why, Llewellyn? Because we're going to New York. (laughs) Okay, so by the time you guys are listening to this, we will have already been hanging out for about 12 hours, and then, and most of that is sleeping, and then all day Thursday, when this, as you're listening to this episode, if you're listening live on Thursday, not live, you know what I mean, um, we will be traipsing around Nashville and going to a Nashville Predators game together, and I am so excited. Yeah. I'm already excited for the future that's just ahead of us. I know. I can't wait. I'm excited to just bring you into the fold on the craziness of Predators fans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, I can't wait for that very first, um, there's a certain, like, cheer that I, like, just can't wait, um, for you to experience because it's savage. <laughs> we are not and I, nice. <laughs> I can't wait for you to experience me experiencing <laughs> Moulin Rouge on Friday because I don't know that you are aware of, like, how obsessed I am. Is it, is it like my level of Hamilton? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, did you like how I very subtly called you out on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, I like how you did. And I'd seen that reel already and didn't send it to you on purpose. Llewellyn, probably. <laughs> I loved that. So Raven, that For was such a For any of you show. that saw the reel, she was not wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a great part. I mean, it's one of the only parts I've seen of the show, but it looks pretty dope, so... Um, okay. Let's get into season six, episode 11, and let's break it down. Yes. So this week we watched season six, episode 11, titled The One with the Apothecary Table. The teleplay is by Brian Boyle, story by Zachary Rosenblatt, and directed by Kevin S. Bright, and originally aired on January 6, 2000. After double dating, Joey learns of Janine's dislike for Monica and Chandler, and Rachel tries to convince Phoebe that her new cute apothecary table is a priceless antique. And right off the gate, we have a fun fact. Love it. This episode is unofficially also known as the one with the pottery barn and the one with the product placement. Nice. Um, I love that this is literally the first episode of the 2000s yeah we have officially entered into a new century for america with the release of this episode (laughs) (laughs) and i also like how they did like such a heavy new year's theme for the episode last week even though it wasn't on new year's um because they would have had a pretty long break between like their last episode of 1999 and early 2000 because normally shows took at least two to three even maybe four weeks um to a lot for people's holiday travels so they wouldn't they would maybe post one episode at the beginning of december and then they would have a, a break to allow for reruns for people to be out on vacations and holiday and all that stuff so um, I liked how they got that in there without it actually being New Year's. It was just the pre-taping for it. So that definitely like brought us into this episode. And it seems like in this episode, we're picking up right where we left off from last week. Like, yeah, the friends which are... is like a weird, it's like a weird continuation because technically, like you had just said, the last episode was like still around Christmas time. So there's still like decorations up and then now they're all suddenly gone but we're like only five minutes after like the end of the last episode so it just it was like a a weird thing that they didn't pick up on you know yeah whoever this like continuity person is um definitely missed that element yeah um because and also the timing is kind of weird like the friends are all sitting down to this chinese dinner together and that's when joey comes in to tell the group that him and janine kissed right and he did it in that, like, really roundabout way, though, so that he could, like, surprise them. But they're obviously thrilled for him. Ross is a little upset because he was kind of pining after her. And Chandler calls out, like, so she's just waiting for you in the apartment. 
like while you came over here to tell us what happened <laughs> which obviously has joey scrambling back over to his place to you know presumably pick up where he left off but the timing of it is a little weird if monica and ross went with joey and janine they probably would have come back together so that means when ross and monica came back that would have been about the same time that joey and janine got back right and yet by the time that joey comes back over after a kiss they've already sat down to an a like in that you know two minute time span that it took for janine to kiss joey and make it a thing they would have had to all gather get a delivery get a chinese delivery intake it split it between everybody sit down and be in the middle of their meal before Joey came over. Like, the timing of it just doesn't really make sense. I would have bought it if they were, like, just hanging out at the apartment and Joey came in. Like, oh, yeah, they just got back. That makes sense. But it was a little bit off. But I see how they're trying to, like, bring you back up to speed after being, you know, off yeah, of watching episodes for, for, like, a month. Yeah. Um. So in the main part of the episode, we launch in the cafe. The girls are, like, all cuddled up on the couch while the two new lovebirds are just pecking away at each other and what seems to be like the in-person equivalent of like no you hang up but they keep like like no yeah, you go or, or like the kissing or whatever but it's like no one wants to leave first and so finally like Janine has like gets up and leaves but after she, she leaves Joey compliments that like heck out of her until Chandler arrives to tell Rachel that she needs to submit a change of her dress since she has moved out. Um, this brought up a very interesting question that I just had to ask you, Llewellyn. How long did it take you to do, like, all of the things that you need to do in order to, like, move from one place to another, especially moving states? I'm very curious. Um, I'm curious how long you think it took me. Whoa. Like a ballpark. Like, obviously, you don't have to have the exact. I think, like, uh, six, less than six months. So you're talking, like, change my license, change my registration, like, all that stuff? Like, change yeah. my address? Yeah. Driver's license, license plate, registration, change of address with the UPS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of that happened within, like, a month of moving here. <laughs> I am very prompt when it comes to those things, guys. I actually... Yeah. When it comes to, like, my mailing address, that is usually done before I even move into the new place. Like, you're putting in the end date of one and then the yep. start date of the other so that there's, yep. like, no overlap between the yep. two. It's because okay. I'm very, I'm very like, OCD about stuff like that. And I'm, like, so nervous yeah. that my mail is going to go to some stranger and then they're going to do something with the stuff that they get, even though it's probably going to be crap anyway. Um, sure. But, yeah, I'm just very, very Monica about that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess it took you a while. Yeah. So I maybe only just a couple of months ago mm, did my change of address with like the United States Postal Service. Um, okay. But you, you lived with somebody who still lives in their, their same place, right? Yeah. See, I lived in an apartment, so I had no choice sure. but to move mine. Yeah. I mean, I did kind of just let it default. I mean, it costs, what, like a dollar or something to change it? Like, because, like, it was, like, yeah. an online fee, really. So I really could have done it earlier, but I just got – I just didn't do it. It took me – it took me about a year to do my license plate. It took me an extra – Several months after that, um, to do my driver's license, it was pretty much I just let it expire, or like I was letting it expire. So on the day that it expired, which is your birthday, I just went and like got a new one. And then it was obviously a couple of months after that, and now this is real time. So at minimum, it took me a year to even like start that process. And I didn't even get new insurance, even though I had moved. I bought my um, re-up time for insurance is October and April, and I moved in October, and yet, because I was like, one, I had just lost my mom, I was moving, like, states, I was just trying to figure out life, like, I moved without a job, and so I just, I was like, the last thing I want to do is, like, hunt for insurance rates, I'm just going to pay the same amount, uh, or, like, 
stick with my same insurance and just renew it. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I was still paying like Michigan rates because my car was Michigan, which it worked out anyways. But yeah, it took me forever. But yeah, it doesn't so. surprise me that that you were pretty prompt about it. I would have yeah. guessed. That's why I was um, like under six months for sure. Yeah. The first, the the one and only time that I didn't do it on time mm-hmm. was, and it wasn't even like on time. It was, I and I always remember this. I don't know why. Um, but you and I actually were out shopping for something for work. It was mm-hmm. around Christmas time because my birthday is in November. And I remember I had to hand them my license to like get something and you happen to look at my license and you're like, huh, did you know that that's expired? And I was like, I did? what are you talking about? Yeah. And I looked down and it, it was like almost a full month after my birthday. <laughs> and my license was expired. And I was like internally panicking because I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to owe a fee. I'm illegal. Like all of these things. And I ended up getting it done. But then on my license, like after I paid the fee, got my new one my expiration date was not my birthday it was when it oh when yes, i got it renewed right. so i'm like that's so weird i'm not going to remember that so i think i ended up renewing early so it would be like on my birthday the on, next time but yeah oh my gosh yeah. that's so funny i always remember that, that when i look at my license i'm like i remember that time i let this expire <laughs> i wish you could just pick like hey here's the deal i really it's a bummer when it's your birthday and then you have to shell out hundreds of dollars for insurance. So annoying. And to like renew your registration and license plate and like go get your picture done when you have to renew. Luckily, I think in Tennessee, you don't have to renew your license for like nine years. <gasps> Same here. I was like, Michigan, what are you doing? Yeah. It was like every four years. Yeah. And my license plate renewal is every two years. And it was cheaper here than it was in Michigan. I'm like, how is that even possible? Oh my gosh. Insurance here is literally half the price. Yeah. The amount that I I would pay in insurance in Michigan for a six month is the amount that I pay for an entire year in Tennessee. I was thrilled. Similar to that. I was was insane. It was insane. Thrilled. And because I had saved up that money thinking that it would be probably similar, I was like, well, six months rates, like six month rates, they can't. Because I'd like to get a little bit of a discount. If I'm going to pay it anyways, right. I might as well pay six months at a time and get a little bit of a deal. And I was like, well, surely it's not going to be that much different. So when I called, they were like, um, they were like, yeah, it's going to be this much. And I was like, okay, but that's for like the six month rate. Because I was like, you know, then what's the year? And they were like, no, that is the year. And it was, it was, it was just under the amount that I was it was like under the amount that I was paying for six months for an entire year. Just it's baffling to me. Baffling. Michigan needs to step it up. <laughs> yep. I mean, it doesn't affect me anymore, so I don't care if they do. But I was pleasantly surprised. But anyways, OK, um, back to the show. So Monica shows no Rachel shows Monica um, a table in the magazine that she ordered from Pottery Barn. It's an apothecary table. And they're like, what even is an apothecary apothecary? And Chandler's like a pharmacist you know like duh (laughs) so monica but monica gives rachel a warning like phoebe is going to freak because she hates pottery barn because it's mass produced and she prefers furniture with a story so rachel's just gonna have to tell her like it's one of a kind and it's unique so in the girl's apartment um the duo is getting back from a double date so um monica and chandler uh joey and janine um and it seems it seems to have gone well like they're saying bye to each other they're in the hallway seems good until they part ways and we follow the newest couple back into their apartment and she asks joey like how are we gonna get out of that one because they had they had invited them over to dinner the next night and he's surprised because like those are his best friends and she can't handle them she says they're blah um like they're just blah to her and she clarifies like he's blah and she's too loud and he points out the like conflict of interest like those are my best friends but she says like as long as it's not two nights in a row it'll be fine so they kind of come to like this you know friend agreement but obviously okay first off the magna doodle was a dinosaur blowing fire um (laughs) that's cute at least i think it was hard to see i had to like pause it and then it was a little blurry you know so 
that's what i yeah. assumed it was okay um i like i like that assumption seems very yeah. guy apartment ish and then also the way she just like acted one way with the friends and then completely like shut them down the moment they got in there i would have been very hurt if i was joey like no like those are my friends like you can't treat them one way and then expect to be different it's just i don't know i was so like i was like no joey put your foot down like i get yes there has to be compromise in a relationship but like don't pretend one thing and then be totally different behind the closed door like that's if there's an issue bring it up that's my point i know it's so two-faced yeah, it and was it, really and annoying. It, and it seemed like so anti-Janine. Yeah. Like, she's like been totally she, fine with them this whole time. She's been, like, chill, hanging out with them. She'll just, like, come up to the cafe and just, hey, guys, you know, like, run into him. Right, be cool. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this, like, random storyline of, like, her hating Chandler and Monica. And I get that. Like, when you meet people and, like meet them in a group setting versus like an intimate setting like a double date it it does change because you don't have your focus on more than just one thing but it just seemed a little out of character and i didn't love it yeah um so we go over to phoebe's apartment phoebe and rachel's and phoebe comes home and rachel is setting up her new table and phoebe loves it wants to know where she bought it from and because rachel doesn't really know like kind of what to say she tells phoebe to guess and so obviously because phoebe loves like used goods she says a flea market which rachel accepts as a good answer um and phoebe is like in awe she wants to know like how much it was and obviously we know that rachel does not shop at flea markets so she has no clue what a flea market item would cost so she's solely like basing the direction of the convo based on like phoebe's reaction so she starts with 500 and Phoebe is, like, shocked. She's like, what? $500? And she, and so, you know, Rachel kind of has to backpedal. And she's like, oh, I thought you meant, like, when it was originally, like, when it first came out. And Phoebe's like, oh, no. And she's like, okay, I got it for a, a dollar. And and <laughs> Phoebe's like, what? whoa. So Rachel, like, she just has no clue. So then she says, like, um, if, one in 50 which is like the old way of saying like $51. Like they would yeah. say like I'm four and 20 years old or, you know, which is 24 years old. So they would like say it different. So Rachel just pretended like she hadn't quite finished saying how much it cost. How right. much would you think at a flea market that that table would cost if it was um, like a real antique and not like a pottery barn table? I feel like it depends on the flea market. Like if you're... Uh -huh. If you're saying like an upscale flea market, I could see something like that being five hundred dollars. I know, totally. But if it's like a, if it's a like a regular a goodwill style yeah. flea market, like that type of thing, I would say maybe a hundred. Okay, I was gonna say seventy-five. So yeah, I, like around yeah. there. Yeah, totally. Um, and and like Phoebe keeps trying to like dig into like how much or like where like the story of it, and she's like, it's from the days of your time period. <laughs> And she says, um, it's from, she's like, well, where was it from? She's like, oh, that I do know, White Plains, which is obviously a place in New York. Yes, so I looked it up. It's considered upstate New York, but it's not that far upstate. It's yeah. 25 miles north of Midtown Manhattan. So it's right. literally right above it. Yeah. Like, I think, didn't, when we were trying to, when we were trying to plan trips to, our trip to New York... I think the first one didn't we talk about flying into white plains because like there might be there's a airport out there that like we were Is like it maybe it's plains? cheaper i'm pretty sure it might be i don't know i'm just shocked that phoebe didn't realize like yeah know, it's white... considered it's considered like an outer suburb of new york city so like yeah. people from new york city would call it upstate because it's sure. upstate from where they are but people up there say Manhattan is like downstate, but it's That's so funny. You know, all everything is upstate state. from Manhattan. <laughs> everything is, yeah. <laughs> everything. They're literally at the bottom, like little portion yeah. of their own state. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, Phoebe says it sounds like a magical place. <laughs> so Rachel has her convinced. Yeah. Um, now, can I just point out that there's, oh, yeah. there have been a lot of like red outfits or red. Mm. accessories in this episode 
so far and i think we're only like eight minutes in okay there's just been like like someone had a red scarf someone had a red coat someone had like a red sweater another person had a red t-shirt i'm like why is there so much red in this episode it just stuck out to me so i was like i feel like i don't know if that was on purpose but there's a lot of red you know how like in some like some fashion like fashion trends but also like home trends you know how like at one point decorating with like red accent was like in and now you look at places like that and you're like oh my gosh like how cheap does this look right i wonder if like red like right now you don't see like a lot of like bold reds like they're wearing in like every day it's not really like fashionable right yeah but like back in the day it might have been like red might have been like the color you know I don't know. It just seems like very like Monica wears red a lot and she looks gorgeous. But then like, I wonder if it's just like, yeah, red's like a thing. And mm. I feel like just things like that ebb and flow. But anyways, um, now we, we follow Rachel from Phoebe's over to Ross's. Apparently they're all going over there to, to watch a movie. So, Rachel comes over to find that he too has bought the apothecary table and she the, the way he panics. says apothecary table <laughs> oh I died I was laughing so hard he's so pleased with his purchase yeah and of course she panics because like Phoebe's on her way over and she's gonna know that hers is not a unique piece and Ross is like offended that Phoebe hates Pottery Barn. He doesn't just like question it, like really she does. He's almost he's offended at it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so they're like, she's like, you have to hide this. You just have to. And they're gonna hide the Pottery Barn table with Pottery Barn sheets. And Ross Ross is like baffled at Phoebe and attributes her weirdness to being a, a twin. And Rachel defends her a bit, saying, like, she likes her things one of a kind. And he points out, like, what's not one of a kind? A twin. <laughs> and it was, like, the psychology behind that line has, like, my mind blown. Like, it was so funny. And you almost wonder if it's, like, a trauma response for Phoebe to not being unique. Yeah. Plus always being in Ursula's shadow. I was like, oh, my gosh, the writers really thought that out. I'll bet yeah. she feels like she's not special. And I wonder out of like that response, I wonder if that's like what made Phoebe who she is because she wants to stand out and be unique and be different. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So Phoebe comes in admiring the sheets. <laughs> but we find out that her standard for sheets is not the same standard as the table <laughs> because Rachel kind of freaks out because she thinks the idea of like Pottery Barn in general is offensive to Phoebe when like in reality if if he had said that he bought the sheets from from Pottery Barn I don't think she would have thrown a stink I think it just has to do with like bigger items and furniture because they are mass produced and 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 so Rachel when he's when she asks where he got them from and Rachel panic responds he got him at the at a flea market she's like oh god like ross loosen the purse strings like a little bit like you don't need to get your (laughs) which is so gross gross to think about like ross who cares about the look of his apartment i just thought it was hilarious to think that like he would go buy his sheets at a flea market (laughs) and phoebe was like so appalled um we um okay so but then back with at Joey's apartment. Um, Monica and Chandler come over to give Joey the bottle of wine that Joey's going to bring because they had agreed that, like, he hasn't been paying for any of this stuff. But Joey announces, like, it's just going to be him tonight because Janine is sick. Um, like, been been in there all day with just a bunch of imaginary symptoms. But when she comes out, she tells them that she has a place she couldn't get out of. Whoopsie. Um, so naturally when she leaves, they discuss like why, like what's happening. And when he tells the truth, they are like, they're kind of astonished and so mad. Oh yeah. Um, there's a, 
moment, like there's a, an uh-oh, when Monica and Chandler are trying to figure out why she's not coming over, the door to her room can be seen as closed. But then when Monica starts mm. to walk towards Joey, like demanding to know why she's not coming, the door is open and you can see, like you can actually see it starting to open, but like it's not the moment when Janine is oh. like walking out. It's Bad just timing. like wrong angles, wrong time. Yeah. Nice. Also, there was a blue Game Boy on the counter. Not sure if you noticed it, but throwback. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I loved my Game Boy. I really wish I had my Game Boy. Yeah. That thing was so dope. Those were the best. I mean, now a Nintendo Switch is pretty much a Playboy. Basically the same thing, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? A Switch? No. The other one? A Game Boy? Game Boy. I just called it a Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know why it's because i watched yep. ahead to that other episode <laughs> wow stay tuned I, to find out what that I, means i literally said it and i was like that doesn't sound right but i also don't know the the real name of it oh my gosh that's so funny um okay so chandler chandler demands that like he's a hoot like they they are they are funny he like he is funny Monica is awesome and Joey's like trying to advocate for her and they like they end up retreating back to their place where they make like their sentiments known um, about like how they feel about it. Um, now back over at Ross, Ross's place we catch up with them they're watching the movie and in order to get like a little more comfy Phoebe puts up her feet on the on the uh, table but Ross doesn't want her feet on his new table but he can't like say it's a new table because she'll find out that he like has to say like new sheets like my new sheets and when she moves her feet they catch on the sheets and the wine spills and Ross completely blows his cover because he needs to protect like his new table so he strips it really quick and Rachel has to keep like the charade up so she just starts to spin this narrative that Pottery Barn ripped off the antique table. So she's like trying to get ahead of it. So before Phoebe can really even respond or really like formulate her own thoughts about it, Rachel is already doing like quick damage control. Like she's like, oh my gosh, Pottery Barn completely ripped off our table. Um, so that spins like it, it, it just continues the story of you know, Rachel trying to stay in Phoebe's good graces because of this whole pottery barn thing. Whew. Um, over at the girls' apartment, um, so Chandler and Monica are practicing for this conversation with Janine, or maybe just to like justify to themselves that they aren't who she said they were. And Joey comes in to inquire after them and to invite them to go to a movie with them. Um, he obviously wants them to get along. And Joey pulls this, like, long con and brings it back around to hang it over their head that he helped them a lot at the beginning of the relationship and that they owe him. And before he did that, I was sort of like, but Joey, like, Chandler also, like, pays for your entire life. Like, right. maybe you, maybe that is your repayment. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, while I don't think Joey should have to work this hard to make his friends and his girlfriend like yeah. each other, I do, I mean, I do agree that he did a lot for Monica and Chandler, and that maybe they do owe him in some respect, but, like, I feel like in Joey's case, he's like, come on, guys, like, I know you, and you know me, like, it'll be easier to get you guys to come to this side than it'll be for her to come to that side, maybe, right. like, the meet me halfway type thing, but... I mean, he shouldn't have to do that, but I think coming to them in that angle is probably easier than going to Janine in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, plus he's probably trying to, like, when you're at the beginning of a relationship, you're, like, more on, like, eggshells. You're worried about what they're going to think about you, so you're, it's not like you're trying on purpose to bring up conflict. You know, like, you don't want to show your hand, like, so early. I don't know. That's tough. Right. Um, yeah, so back in Phoebe's place, Rachel, Rachel has gone and bought the entire set from Pottery Barn and Ross is admiring it. And I like that in like the reality, like if you think about like 
okay, them being together, like, uh, in a relationship, that they would both care about something like this, like, like, they would both work out really well together because they both care about, like, what their homes look like. Like, they're both, I don't know, like, he's sitting there admiring it, and it's like, that's not something that, like, just a guy would come over and, like, oh, like, it's this from catalog, this page, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he, he reminds me a little bit of Schmidt. A little when he like knew the exact page number of yes. the catalog that's like practically a copy of her place like I just I love it so much for those of you who have never sh- seen um, new girl Schmidt is one of the characters and he's cares very much about like his hygiene what he looks like yes his like his possessions his things and I just got like a little bit of that from Ross and I really liked the reality of like them like bantering back and forth about them mutually liking something like that yeah. we see that Rachel has been like feeding Phoebe stories to justify all of her new pieces. Um, but Ross calls Rachel out for only knowing the colonial, like as a period of time. <laughs> um, now Phoebe suggests like that Rachel help Ross, like in replacing some of his decor. And he takes this as the perfect opportunity. He agrees and he gives her $50 to go down with Phoebe to the colonial store to pick him up some things. <laughs> and Rachel like tries to get out of it, but Phoebe really wants to go. Um, and so Rachel finds herself between like a rock and a hard place. Um, now we, we catch up with them as we assume they continued their storyline and we cut to Rachel apologizing that the flea market wasn't as good. And um, on the way they pass what do you know it? A pottery barn where Phoebe learns the truth. It's the exact setup and she knows. Um, now, what's really funny is that like how so I think this to me felt like something that like the writers didn't really know how to resolve. They thought it was like a funny plot, but they didn't really know like where it landed because like by the end of it, Phoebe wants to buy the lamp, which is the one thing out of the set that Rachel didn't buy. And so she like makes her say that like if I if like I'll move out if you don't buy the lamp in order for Phoebe to be able to justify buying that lamp from Pottery Barn because she likes it and it's like Phoebe caves so quickly on that and I always think they use Phoebe as like hey this is something I believe in and then they make her cave on it like so quickly um but, like, they kind of, the girls kind of joke, like, oh, we'll just use this 50 bucks that we got from Ross and go, and go you know, buy this lamp. Um, now, Phoebe does, though, still think that the apothecary table is real. Which Rachel, I think, is just like, well, at least that's the only good thing. I mean, like, at least she still believes the apothecary table is real. Which is still baffling. Um when she sees like all this evidence like in front of her right as we're winding down um we are in the date uh uh, again they're returning back from a double date again and once again we follow joey and janine into their place and she states like they have got to move and chandler (laughs) and monica are creeping outside and they storm in guns blazing and she just doubles she doubles down on it and joey has had it like it he can't pick between his friends and janine he's saying like these people are my family and so janine is going to go over there to apologize but at the same time monica comes out and is about to like deliver on her last threat she's like what did i tell you about the hallway (laughs) (laughs) and so so she apologizes and monica agrees super reluctantly um they like kind of half hug, but they're still mad at each other and like bitter. And then finally she's like, all right, I'll see you later and, or something. And, and she throws out like another like Monica being loud insult right at the last minute as Monica's about to go throw out the trash and Janine like books it. Now the guys are like, I mean, obviously they're like battling it out, but the girls, the girls like jet off and the guys are like super cool about it and just kind of like hang behind. And that's kind of how the episode ends. I mean, obviously, beside the tag, anything with the main part or anything that we um, missed up above. There's one like, there's one like goof that happens after Janine 
and Monica are in the hallway and Janine is like avoiding confrontation, she starts to run and the angle of the camera shifts and you can like see her start her run two different times before she actually takes off. So it's just like a very bad like mm. editing moment. Yeah. Um, and then final two facts. A Pottery Barn executive claimed um, that because the focus on this brand in this episode, their phones lit up with catalog requests every time this Dang. show airs. Um, and Pottery Barn has denied that they paid the network for any product placement. The apothecary oh. table was the only piece donated by them. Mm. Um also, in 2019, Pottery Barn released an apothecary table similar to the one in this episode. Stop. It retails for $1,000 oh. or $1,099, which is more than double the 500 Rachel says she paid. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, back I mean, in, you're talking 19 years later. Yeah, back in 2000, 20 years later. Oh, you're the, the quote. I see what you're saying. Um yeah, yeah like early early 2000s man things were just cheaper comparatively but mm -hmm. cost of living was cheaper too uh, yeah it's all relative dang okay well in the tag scene we are in the cafe to finish it out and joey comes in after breaking it off with janine and she has moved out which i thought was very fast but i also don't know exactly how many days have passed so it could have been you know plenty of time um and of course ross who apparently has no idea how to read a room um, as a way of cheering Joey up invites him to his lecture about erosion theory and Joey starts laughing so hard and Ross was right just not in the way he wanted to be <laughs> he's like he's like yeah you're right that did crack me up that did make me feel better um, so Joey laughs at the invite it did cheer him up and that's how we finish out the episode do you have a favorite scene um, I have one fact before. Oh, okay. This is the final appearance of Janine LaCroix. Aw, bye. <laughs> um, originally, she was supposed to be in more episodes, but Elle McPherson was unavailable due to living in London at the time. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I think my favorite... I think my favorite scene would probably be when we first walk into Ross's apartment and she notices the apothecary table, Ooh, I think just the yeah. way he like says so apothecary broke. table and then <laughs> the way he's so excited about his sheets that he bought and everything. I just thought it was, and then it like carried when he went into Phoebe and Rachel's apartment and he was like pointing out all the pottery barn pieces and just mm -hmm. like how cool it was that she had all of them. I just thought it was hilarious. And to see that like side of Ross was funny yeah um this episode is hard for me to try and find like a whole scene i guess i guess maybe the girls in the hallway at the end like the fact that like monica is so like mad at janine and janine's like so reluctant and then they kind of like half-heartedly make up but then janine's like or i'll hear ya and it's like it's just i thought it was just like funny girl like I don't know this one was hard so I'm I'm kind of stretching a little bit honestly to find a favorite scene but I was I was kind of laughing about it so I'll take it <laughs> what about the episode rating um honestly I'm probably gonna say like oh my god because it really wasn't it did feel very like product placement even though it wasn't yeah. technically product placement um and it just, I don't know, it didn't have anything noteworthy to me, if that makes sense. Um, and I think I think you'd mentioned the last episode, the whole, like, Janine and Joey thing. How she was, like, hardcore one way, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, I actually really like you. Yeah. It just, their relationship for the whole day that it happened was <laughs> weird to me. <laughs> the whole one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a couple weeks at least, but, like... Yeah, it just seemed weird, so I don't know. I wasn't, like, in love with this episode, but it had a few moments that were good. Yeah, I would say, like, there's very specific elements that I think, like, oh, that's funny, or that was good, or I like how they portrayed this character, but I'm going to say overall, I'm going to give it a Marcel. I think I'm going to go even lower, because it just, 
I don't care about Janine at all. I don't care about Joey with her. I think the funniest part was just Ross being so excited and Rachel trying to cover her own butt. Like, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I hated the fact that, like, Chandler and Monica weren't, like, I don't know. They just weren't, like, well-loved in this episode just because of, like, from Janine's point of view. So it's, like... They're trying to, like, earn their way in. I don't know. I just I just didn't like it. It was just boo for me. Um, okay. So that wraps up the main. Let's go to post-show wrap-up. Trivia. Trivia. Yes. What was the name of Eddie's ex-girlfriend? Speaking of roommates. <laughs> oh, Eddie. Eddie. Crazy uh. Eddie. He thought that Joey was, like, wanting to get with her. Yeah. Eddie. Uh, what was her name? Jessica. Uh, yeah, I feel like it starts with a J. Like, all I can think is Janice, and obviously that's not I it. I know. I know. I was like, Janine? <laughs> Jane? N- no. We're nowhere near. Okay. What does it start with? T. Like B. Uh, Tess. <laughs> Teresa. No. You're not going to get this. To Tara. Tara. It's Tim- Tilly. T- oh, yeah. yeah. I would have never gotten that. Um, what was Rachel's Sometimes cat's name? Sometimes when people name? say you'll never get it, I'm like, try me. And and then I just have to trust that they're right. <laughs> because no. you're right. What'd you say? What? what was Rachel's cat's name? Princess? Princess? Cool. What does a cat have? Pause. <laughs> a tongue. On uh, its hair. face. What does it have on its face? Whiskers. Princess Whiskers. Okay. Queen Whiskers. Miss Whiskerson. Miss Whiskers. Miss Whiskerson. Wow, I don't like that at all. No. <laughs> okay. We totally failed today in trivia. You sure it's did. Okay. It's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Um. Oh, shoot. I have to recommend to a friend. I don't know why it comes Do we have sh- any social media spotlights? Oh, that's what I meant. I That's literally what I meant, even though I said something completely different. Um, let me see real quick. Quicky quick. I, of course, don't have it up like I should. We did have a couple of new people um, who have been just responding to or sending us different reels and stuff. Um, a new friend, Sai, um, messaged us. Um, we've got, (laughs) okay, (laughs) okay, she is calling me out on Instagram and I love it so much, (laughs) she says, Okay, what I've been pronouncing, and I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what I've been, are you looking at this, Llewellyn? <laughs> Sometimes yes. you look in it with me and you like yeah. to laugh and I know we're in it together. <laughs> so I have been pronouncing her name because I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I say Aradia, Aradia, Aradia. Now I don't even know what I say. <laughs> but all she says is she says, y'all, I can't listen. But it's, she's with like the laugh crying face. She says, y'all, I can't listen to Leanne torturing herself trying to pronounce my name anymore. (laughs) I'm dying. Okay. But what you need to do is you need to send me a voice, like a little quick voice message. How to pronounce it. Yes. (laughs) She called me out. I love it. That's so funny. I'm so sorry. Um, And then also we got a message. Um. From Christy Hodgkinson. She said, you two were talking about Hamilton on the show. And then I noticed that the Queensland Performing Arts Center is doing Hamilton. I just found that funny. Thank you for the great podcast. I listen every week. Christy, you have to go see it. If you're near it, you have to go see it. Yeah, they have a couple of traveling tours. Um, And if they're coming to a city near you, like, take yourself on a date and go do it. Go do it. Um, we also had, uh, uh, for the very first time, um, Millie, a friend on Millie on Instagram, brand new friend to us, um, had a lot to say. And so I'm really excited to read this one. She said, hey, 
I have binged all of the podcasts in the last couple of weeks, and I have just seen, I have one episode left until I'm up to date. I'm so sad. I'm freelance, um, I'm, I'm freelance and working long days at the moment and on very long commutes. This podcast has saved me. Totally feel like we are friends now, as you have really kept me company at not such a great time. So thank you so much. Um, I'm such a friends geek and I'm shouting in my head when you guys don't get the trivia straight away. <laughs> we, okay. We, how many times have we said like people are yelling at us? We know it. You know who it was? Yeah. It was Millie. Millie is the one that Millie. yells at us. Yeah. Thanks, Millie. Um, she said, I actually have never watched any episode of friends until 2019, which is only four years ago at age 25 and now have watched every episode nine times and I'm about to start it all over again for the 10th. Llewellyn, she's more qualified to lead this podcast than we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should just this hand it is, over, right? This, I think this is, this is our resignation. Um, we're going to hand over all our rights to From here to on Millie. out, Millie is going to be handling everything. Millie's going to handle everything. Um, and I think you guys will just have a better time with her. <laughs> she says, love the podcast and keep the episodes coming and have a great New York trip. You're making me want to go again so bad. But as I'm from the UK, it's less affordable for me. Um, which I totally understand. Um, it's like me trying to go to London for a weekend. Just obviously it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and then she says Millie XX. So obviously we're um, very grateful and very apologetic that we suck at trivia so badly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, social media spotlight. Um, yeah, okay. Recommend to a friend. Do have I don't have one, and I, I can't think that quick today. Okay. Um, for me, pour moi, I um, am continuing my series on um, adult purchases, <laughs> and I'm going to share with you the second thing that I bought during my um, shopping sp- spree that I had a few weeks ago, a c- couple weeks ago. Um, I have been trying to find... Ways to, um, like, substitute things that I already have in my house, but for things that, like, don't um, allow for, like, standing water as easily um, because or, like, catch and hold water because, um, obviously, like, mold is everywhere and it's so easy for mold to grow. And when you have mold, you're not supposed to clean it with, like, bleach because it just activates it more, actually, and it responds to that. Um, so I'm trying to find things that like aren't as mold, um, doesn't like allow for mold to grow on it as easily. And I realized that like my bath mat and, um, uh, the thing that we put all of our like dish soap and our scrub brushes on were things that like allowed for sitting water. And so I went to this, um, I went to this company called Dori Home. Um, I've linked it in the show notes and they use like a, it's made out of al- algae, aloe, algae, something. Um, but it's very like, um, it's like a quick drying surface type thing. Um, and so instead of like having water sit on like a plush bath mat, mat, uh, mat it um, is like a, it's a harder surface, but it absorbs the water really quickly and um, allows it to dry really quickly so that the water doesn't sit on it for as long. Um, in Nashville, we have pink mold, um, which is pretty prominent. Like you'll start to get like a pink ring, like around your toilet, um, like where the water sits and things like that. And so anywhere that water has been sitting and we've had like little kitchen dishes and things like that, that hold those things. I've been trying to switch them out. So I bought the bath mat and I bought a, um, like a bathroom, like a little vanity tray so that I could put that in my kitchen and put our, um, kitchen scrub brush and soap and hand wash on. And that way it dries quickly. Um, it's a little bit off of the surface, so it doesn't allow for standing water to be underneath it. It allows for airflow. Um, and then the bath mat also comes with like a, a, a little pad underneath that's pretty aerated so that the air is like all the way around the surface. And so it dries like really quickly and that way it eliminates again, standing water because of mold. So just another crunchy way. There is another thing that I'm about to buy from there. Once it comes out, it's going to be released, um, sometime this year. It's, uh, the second version of their dish rack. 
And right now the dish rack that I have is like, it's a wooden one. And, and then it sits on like a pad, um, which is obviously fabric, which then holds water longer. It's not as, you know, aerated. And, um, so I'm going to buy that next. Um, but yeah, it's been working great so far. I love it. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that if you're trying to swap out some things for your home that are, um, made from like earth, like earth ingredients. Um, but that also help eliminate opportunities for mold growth. Highly recommend Dora home to a friend. I feel like I need that here. Yeah. Especially with how like humid it is and wet. Yeah. Yeah. Everything gets moldy so fast. Well, you can also see that when I'm, when you're here, pretty yeah, much what we we'll go. do is you'll just, you'll come to my <laughs> house and I'll vacuum in front of you. You can wet your feet and put them on my bath mat. And then, yes. yep. um, I don't want to give the next one out too early. So next week I'll tell you about actually well, when we're here together recording because it. we'll be recording. We can both say, you can do a live You can reaction. say, this is my rec- recommend to a friend. And then you can look and at me and be like, Llewellyn has think? a firsthand review. Yes. Honestly, let's do that. It's a teaser for next week's recommend to a friend. (laughs) You guys are going to be so disappointed. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Next week, we are going to cover the one with the joke. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast. Bye.